you or someone you love have scoliosis? Are you wondering what's next? What is life going to be like from now on? Or is this even a big deal? Hi, my name is Dave Butler, and welcome to the Scoliosis Experience. We are here to talk with real people, both patients, parents, and providers, to bring hope and clarity to the road ahead. Thanks for joining us, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode five, where we talk about VBT, and we talk to Zaley, who is a 12-year-old who had VBT surgery for scoliosis correction, and her mom, Megan. We're grateful that they shared their experiences with this surgery, as well as the diagnosis of scoliosis. So Zaley has been dealing with scoliosis since she was 11, and had a uh, curve that progressed rapidly which required surgery and they elected to do VBT surgery. So she shares her experience about coming to the decision of VBT surgery instead of fusion and her recovery and how she's doing now. One thing before we get into the episode I want to describe what VBT surgery actually is. VBT surgery is where anchors are put into the vertebral bodies of the vertebrae on the the side of the vertebral bodies, then a tether or a cord is put between those anchors, and this is done on the convex side of the curve. As the child continues to grow, the convex side that's tethered, it is not able to grow, and so the concave side grows more and straightens the curve out just with growth. So this is a really cool surgical procedure, and with it not being fusion, this isn't technically a permanent uh, fusion or fixation of the spine, which is cool. Even if you are someone that's not looking into surgery, even if you've just been diagnosed with scoliosis, or you're fully grown and VBT isn't for you, this is a great episode to listen to, to see what Zaley's experience was with, with scoliosis and the diagnosis and bracing and things like that. We are appreciative that they took the time to talk to me about VBT and to give others an idea of what it's like and what this journey has been like for them. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. So hello, I'm here with Zaley and her mom, Megan. Uh, We're going to be talking about VBT. And for those of you who don't know what VBT is, it stands for vertebral body tethering. And it's a surgery that, that they're doing now for scoliosis. So welcome, Zaley and Megan. I'm glad you're here. We're glad to be here. <laughs> I appreciate you guys being willing to to be here and talk about your experience because the, it's kind of a unique experience. VBT isn't something that's done a ton yet. Hopefully we get um, you know good surgical results in the research and it starts to be, be done more because I think it has a lot of promise. But I wanted to introduce you a little bit and then have you introduce yourself. So in my clinic, we first met Zaley about a year, year and a half-ish ago. We were treating her for scoliosis, and then she ended up having VBT surgery, and I'll have her share her experience about that in a little bit. But, but first, Zaley, you want to introduce yourself, kind of when you were diagnosed, uh, just kind of your history with scoliosis. Um, so when I was diagnosed, it was June 28, 2019. And we thought there was something on my back, so I had my mom go to look at it, and my shoulder blade was sticking out, so we went to get x-rays and found out I had scoliosis. 
And so we decided to try straw therapy because we thought that would be a good idea and we heard good things about it. And that was working, but not well enough. So I went and got surgery um, on October 9th. And then it... And she's been pretty good ever since. So when we first found out that she was diagnosed on June 26th, we thought she only had like a 30 degree curve. Um, progressed very quickly on October 9th. She was up to 60 degrees. We almost missed our window for VBT, but we're grateful we didn't. And she is now down to around 25 degrees. That's awesome. That's great. So at the highest, it was 60 degrees. That's when, when she had the surgery right before that. How long between diagnosis to 60 degrees was that? It seems like that progressed pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a few months. About four and, months. Yeah. A little less than four months. That's a fast progression. So, yeah, at that point, something needs to be done, right? Were you having any back pain as that happened? No, I didn't really have any back pain or anything. I couldn't even really tell anything was going on. So, it was just normal. Right, just normal. Your back was just normal, other than it had a curve in it that wanted to to increase. So, okay, cool. That uh, interesting history. How old were you when you were diagnosed? I was eleven, but 11. when I surgery, I was twelve. Oh, okay, so eleven. That's pretty young for a you know diagnosis of scoliosis, especially a larger curve like that. So, uh, and then surgery at twelve, and now you are a year out from VBT surgery. Yeah. So that's great. That's awesome. Uh, so let's go back a little bit. When you were first diagnosed with scoliosis, you said that you noticed something on your back and you went in to get it checked out, right? Yeah. What, when you finally found out what it was and that it was scoliosis and not some alien tumor on, on your back, right? What, what did you feel? Like what, what were your thoughts? Well, before I found out I needed surgery, I didn't really think about it. I wasn't super excited thinking that I had to, to wear a back brace. But when I found out I needed surgery, I was really scared and kind of confused on how that happened, like why I needed one. And then I found out I needed fusion, or at least we thought that was my only option. And I was terrified. I didn't like the idea of having two metal rods in my back. And then we found VBT, and I was a candidate for it. And so that made me feel better, and I was super grateful that I could have VBT. Right. Yeah, I think the prospect of surgery is, is scary. You know, and fusion, if you look into it, that's even scarier. And having the option of VBT, that's pretty cool. How, how did you find out about VBT? I mean, what? maybe this is more a question for your mom or for you. How did you find out that it was even a thing? Um, so what happened is I had a fourth grade teacher who had scoliosis and she tried to get VBT, but it wasn't a good option for her. So she told us about it. And so we went to see if I was a good candidate for it and I was a perfect candidate for it. So we went and got VBT. And at that time it wasn't being done in Utah, here, here where you live. So, um, what, what did you have to do to get assessed and get scheduled for that? Yeah, so my mom had to call Shriners in Philadelphia and we had to fly all the way across the country to go. So first we had to send some x-rays. They wanted to check her growth in her, so they check your hand and your collarbone just to make sure that there was enough growth left that VBT would work for her. 
Um, and after they found out she had enough growth and her curve was significant enough to need VVT, we were able to fly out there and see the doctors ourselves and really make sure she was a good candidate for it. So you took one trip just to, to check it out and then you took another trip for the surgery. Is that right? And then we took one last one in January for follow-up. Okay. So now you know Philadelphia like the back of your hand, right, Zaley? <laughs> Not really. We know the part by the hospital. But <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more. It's a big city compared to Utah. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, you probably weren't doing a lot of tourist stuff. You were there for a different purpose. Well, we did a little bit of tourist stuff, but not yeah. very much. We squeezed a little in there. That's good. <laughs> you, you should. Philadelphia is a great city. So uh, that's good. So you traveled there, got assessed, came home, and then you scheduled a date to go do VBT surgery and then went back for that, right? How long were you there for the surgery? Um, so I was just in the hospital for about a weekish, maybe. And then we were there for like an extra week just so my legs were fully healed so I could probably get back home. So during VBT, they deflate one of the lungs to be able, because they come through the side, which reduces their recovery period by a lot. And so we had to wait an extra week for her lungs to heal so she could fly. But she was only in the hospital. It was probably five days. And then off of all narcotic meds. And we even went to the zoo our last day there. So... Wow. Feeling good enough to do that. <laughs> so five days after she was off narcotic pain meds and, and good to go. That's great. Very quick. I mean, that's a lot faster than a fusion surgery. So, Yes. She was playing basketball two months later, which was terrifying for me that she loved it. <laughs> oh, I bet. That's awesome. Getting back to, to full activity. Um, so at the beginning, we should have talked about this, but can you explain what VBT is? Um, VBT is a back surgery for people with scoliosis who have a curve under 62 degrees with growing left because they put screws in their vertebrae and a tether right next to them so that when your spine is growing um, and you're growing, it straightens out. The cord tether thing pulls it straight. Right. It's a, a pretty cool surgery. Whoever developed it whoever thought of that idea you know i think that's their genius um, and hopefully that's becoming more mainstream but i'm seeing it more in the research and i'm seeing it more you know talked about on scoliosis research and other other things so vbt again stands for vertebral body tethering so they don't do as much hardware and the cool thing is you can still move right you have full flexibility and you can you don't have a fusion in the spine. One thing that you mentioned was you went, you, you had to send in x-rays to them to make sure you're a good candidate for it. Do you know what would have made you not a good candidate for it? Um, if I didn't have enough growing blood, that for sure wouldn't help, wouldn't mm -hmm. make me not a good candidate because it would mean that the tether wouldn't pull my spine straight since I wasn't growing. If I had too big of a curve, it wouldn't help either because um, it only works with a certain number of curves. And also with flexibility. So they did a, an ex a lot of x-rays. Um, she needed to have a flexible spine that was still um, not rigid yet, is what they say. So just basically needing enough growth to be able to get that to 
work. So yeah, VBT isn't for everyone, right? Everyone with scoliosis doesn't quite fit the the criteria for that. But sounds like you were right, right in the right time frame for that. So you have a bit of growth left. How tall are you going to be? Um, I don't know, but we found out I'm almost done growing. Oh, okay. So, and your curve now, you said it was at 60 degrees when you had surgery, and now it's at 25? About, yeah. We just set an x-rays a month ago, so. That's, that's great. So cool to see that go from 60 to 25. That's awesome. So a little bit more growth, and heck, who knows? Who knows how small that curve can get? Did, so remind me, I, and I, I don't remember this from your history, do you have one curve or two curves? Three curves. So the one that they did the surgery on is the thoracic. Um, she has a small one in her lumbar, and I don't know, but a small one in the cervical, is that how you say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but the VBT is supposed, she also is braced at nighttime for 12 hours after surgery. We didn't do bracing before. Where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> she, she has three curves. Yeah, and... she has three curves, and the brace and the VBT is supposed to help balance the other two. Yeah. So have have they seen a change in the other two curves? Um, yes. Yes. Good. They weren't significant enough to need anything, but we have seen them kind of balance out. That's little, awesome. As well as her rotation. So she has the hypokyphosis, also, which VBT doesn't always help that, but it has helped hers. And we know that through your guys' machine. <laughs> right. That's great. Yeah. It, if you don't know what Megan's talking about, we have a machine that looks at surface topography. So that hypokyphosis is very common in scoliosis. And that, that's actually really cool. I haven't heard much about whether VBT can help that. So that's awesome. Yeah. I don't think it's... It's not a main point that they're working towards, but it did help in her case. So we're, we're grateful. <laughs> yeah. And for those who don't know what hypokyphosis is, hypokyphosis is a flattening of the thoracic spine. And the, so the upper back is a little flatter. That's cool. Th scoliosis is a three-dimensional deformity. So it affects that rotation and the curve. And it sounds like VBT for you has been correcting all three, which is fantastic. So tell me about the brace. How do you like the brace? Um, the brace isn't very fun. I am not wearing it as, as much as I should be. It's good mm -hmm. to wear your back brace. Even though it's not fun, it will help a lot, though. But. She was grateful to hear she was almost done growing, which means <laughs> she can get rid of the brace, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're waiting on results for now. Yeah, that's the best part about being done growing for a lot of scoliosis kids is you can be done with a brace. That's exciting. So is it uncomfortable? Do you get hot at night? Like, t tell us your experience with that. It is really uncomfortable. It's just squeezing you. It sometimes gets hard to breathe. You have to lay in, like, the exact right position to be comfortable. And it, it does get really hot. I'll get really sweaty. And it's just uh, yeah. So Turn sleep. the air conditioner up and freeze us all out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sleeping in a big plastic turtle shell, right? And yeah. that's that's a, not fun. Your mom mentioned that you had, were in the hospital for five days. Is that right? 
So tell us about your experience, Zaley, with your uh, with your recovery with pain or you know how that went. So I didn't really have too much pain except for in my shoulder. And that was because they had my arm up above my head the entire surgery so that they could get in through the side. Um, but the recovery in the hospital went really well. I just had to take my medicine and we would do laps on the floor so that we could get start walking and stuff again. And then when they took out the chest tube that I had, um, it was all the way up to my shoulder and they took it out and then that hurt a lot, but afterwards it felt so much better. That doesn't sound fun having a chest tube in. No. Not fun at all. That's the worst part of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well that yeah, deflating that lung gets some access to the spine, but you have to reinflate it and that's not a fun time. So recovery didn't sound like it was horrible and fairly fairly short for you that's great do you have any pain now like is there any residual pain from the surgery or anything not really no sometimes my back will hurt a little bit or my shoulder but never really hurts too much not enough that I need to take any ibuprofen or anything great so I mean big question for you guys would you recommend VBT to other kids with scoliosis yes 100%. If you can get VBT, um, then get it. If you need it, get it. I think one of the pluses is that once you have fusion, you can't go back. But with VBT, the option to have fusion if you need it is always there. So you're kind of starting with the most innovative and most minimal surgery that you can do. And if you need to build up, you can, but at least you're not, you know, ruining your options for the future, I guess. Right. Yeah. Once you fuse something, it's fused. And if we can avoid that, um, I mean, it's still surgery. It's still invasive, but it's not as permanent or invasive as fusion. So, yeah. So Megan, maybe a question for you. Um, I bet before this, before you went in for surgery, you did a lot of research. Yes. (laughs) Lots of long nights. Yeah. And just tell us about that. Did you learn anything? Well, obviously you learned things in the research, but anything that you would pass along to other, other parents looking at this? Um, yeah, there was a lot. So some of the signs that they told us to watch for with scoliosis is actually um, growing through shoes really quickly and maybe starting your period a little bit earlier before the age of 13. Um, those are kind of all signs that we want to maybe watch the back because they're having abnormal growth spurts, which is what causes scoliosis. Um, and she definitely had all of those, and I was just unaware to watch for those things. Also that um, there's a lot of support groups out there and a lot of people who have gone through this before. I think her doctor, Samdani, had done over 500 operations before this, um, and it is now FDA-approved. It wasn't when we started the process, but it is now. Oh, that's great. I didn't know that. That's yeah. that's a milestone. That's awesome. Yep. So hopefully more insurance companies will start to offer um, support for that and be able to help parents. I think really just remembering to take it one day at a time because it can be really stressful and scary that you don't know what's going on and it, it happens so quickly, you know, that there's options out there. 
I think DBT is a wonderful option and we're super grateful. We also were grateful for the recovery time of only being six weeks as opposed to six months to a year with fusion. Oh yeah, that's in a teenager. <laughs> oh, that's huge. And getting back to basketball and what what else do you do like to do, Zalia? I mean I like to jump rope. I was on a jump rope team last year and I love to play softball and run and just be active. So are you back jump roping? Um, I can, but I don't have a jump rope team in my new school. So. Thanks uh, to COVID. <laughs> Things have right. changed. But she was, that was the last thing she was released to do. So she actually could play basketball before jump rope. Right. So have you, pra- <laughs> have you practiced your double unders again? How many double unders can you do? Uh, just one (laughs) one hey that's probably more than i can do now so uh so that's great um so uh, megan one one last question for you what what was the scariest thing for you about about vbt i mean obviously surgery but um yeah what, what were your fears in the beginning it was really scary because it was more unknown and we were traveling across the country (laughs) to do something that was new. Um, That was definitely scary and making sure that I was making the best choice for her. I I didn't want her to go through multiple surgeries or try this and have it fail or anything. And so those were always some of the most scariest. Um, And then when we found out she had a 60 degree curve, um, they actually thought she would need another surgery in April just to support that tether. Oh, wow. But because of the brace, she ended up not needing it. And so those were all some scary things, but we just kind of took it day by day and made it through. Right. What, what about you, Zaley? What was, did you have any fears going into this? And how, yeah, how'd you deal with that? Um, honestly, the scariest thing was going back for my two-month checkup because I didn't know whether I would need a second surgery or what the doctor was going to say, whether I was getting a fusion this time, and I was scared about that. And I was scared right before surgery because I was going to go get cut open and get screws in my back. So those are probably the scariest things. But I tried to always think of the positive side of it like the good things that can come from it or the good things I can say about it and stuff like that. I think one of that helped our experience is we were first given fusion as the only option. And so then as we found VBT, we felt a little more relieved. So kind of went a little backwards (laughs) for us. Fusion was scary. She, we knew she had a lot of growth left and that it would stunt her growth and her mobility and so when we were a candidate for VBT, we were mostly just relieved. <laughs> right. That there's more than just one option. I mean, I think a lot of times you feel like, you know, you're powerless to, to choose when it's like fusion or nothing. And uh, that, that's great to have another option. I think that's take some of the fear out of it at least, but still, obviously you have fears with surgery and any type of surgery, there are fears. Yeah. Who is your doctor here in Utah, if you don't mind me asking? Um, Dr. Smith. So it was Dr. Smith. So he's now doing VBT in Utah, which is really cool. And uh, probably was trained by the same surgeon that you had that done by. Was, was your surgeon one of the first ones in the U.S. to do this treatment? Uh, yes. Yes. 
So there's a couple of other doctors that are doing bigger surgeries, the ABC doctors. Mm-hmm. You've heard of them. Yeah. Um, they're very expensive, but awesome doctors. Um, Shriners was able to give us the help we needed. And Sam Donnie is, um, he was trained by them and he's the one who pioneered most of VBT to get it FDA approved. So that was his big push is getting it FDA approved. Right. And with that should come insurance and coverage and other things like that. So when you did it, was it covered by your insurance? Not covered by your insurance. Um, we're very grateful for Shriners. They helped us out a ton um, in doing the work that they did because it was a very expensive procedure. So. Right. Yeah, that's something financially. That's a huge, a huge burden to do. But obviously, we see the benefits were pretty cool. So you, you have to weigh that. And Shriners is great to work with. I've seen them work with other patients too. Lastly, any do you have any suggestions for those diagnosed with scoliosis or those looking at having surgery? I mean, e- either of you, Megan or Zaley, either of you have any suggestions? Um, I would suggest getting straw therapy, trying it, because the doctors think that that actually helps me recover really well, me doing straw therapy before surgery. And try and join scoliosis groups to, and try and make friends who have gone through the same experience because that helps a lot and you know what to expect, maybe. And maybe do a little bit of research, but not too much, I would say. Because <laughs> too much will scare you, but if you do a little bit, then you're a little bit more prepared. Yeah, I think there's something to being informed about what's going on, but not looking at all the crazy stuff that's out there on the internet, right? There's plenty of stuff that is not the normal that you shouldn't be dwelling on, right? What about you, Megan? Um, I think a lot of what she said, just doing your research from credible sources, you, um, the groups, scoliosis groups really helped me. People who have gone through this before are going through similar situations. Um, there's a lot of great Facebook groups out there that there's one specifically for VBT that we found a lot of friends in. Um, because scoliosis, you only have like a 2% chance of needing surgery. It can be hard to find friends. And so we found some all over the country, which has all been awesome. All over the world. <laughs> yeah, we found a lot of friends. Um, and also, Shroth really did help her quite a bit. Um, I'm not even sure. I think that we found that from a group to try it. And we're like, I think you guys are the only ones in the West Coast that does it pretty cool. Like, <laughs> Fairly. Well, along the Wasatch Front, yes. Is it? Yeah, there's not very many. We've yeah. recommended people from Idaho. <laughs> right. Here. Um, but they did say that they think that that helped her lungs recover. Her muscles kind of knew what to do and where to go. And they've actually been really impressed at her recovery and how well she's doing. Um, I think looking into all of your options, um, becoming educated on those things before you make a decision and knowing that there's not just one thing out there. There's many things you can try. Right. And, and I think if anything, what I see a lot of times with the diagnosis of scoliosis is a feeling of almost like you're powerless, like that this is happening to you and you have, and you can't do anything about it, but it sounds like you guys have researched a lot of things that, and that's, that's awesome that you guys looked into other things. 
you talked about Facebook groups. Were there other groups that you, uh, other support groups that you guys used or just um, just to guide people on where to go to find those support groups? Curvy Girls, if you search them up, they're a really good support group. They're just for scoliosis and they do all these things. They help girls talk about um, different clothing to wear, if they have to wear braces. Um, they kind of have get-togethers sometimes in different parts of the country, and they, they're a great resource. Yeah, I've noticed that too. They, they, have a, they put a lot of work into supporting scoliosis specifically, so that's good. Yeah, they've been really awesome. And then Facebook, just search on Facebook for scoliosis support group? or There's a scoliosis VBT tethering group specific and I think it's just scoliosis VBT um, there's a couple questions to get in because it's only for people who really have scoliosis right. struggling right. their family but um, we've met some awesome resources through there and they're, they're pretty up to date on hospitals you can stay in um, or places you can stay and doctors that are doing it and which ones are good with VBT or the other option really just helping people be able to connect with where they need to be. That was my biggest thing is they were able to help us connect with the Ronald McDonald house and all different things in Philadelphia to make sure. And even send a little care package after surgery, which that's was really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really cool. It sounds like support groups are probably the first place people should go if they're diagnosed with scoliosis, especially those bigger curves. Cause then you can see what else is being done. Yeah, I know it helped me as a mom, um, just realizing that your daughter has a 30 degree curve kind of out of nowhere took me off guard because um, I didn't know how I didn't catch that. And there's definitely some, some confusion and guilt that kind of comes in there because you feel like that's significant, you should notice. But I think a lot of parents go through that and knowing that you're not alone in that really helped me get through some of those long nights of not knowing what to do. Yeah, of sitting with your phone and Googling different te techniques and, and things like that to treat scoliosis. And I feel I think that happens a lot with parents. They're like, how did I miss this? Mm -hmm. And I hear that all the time. And, and really, having teenagers, I have teenagers, I don't see their backs very often. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't, it, yeah. Well, I do. I, I actually check their backs because I'm kind of neurotic <laughs> yeah. about uh, about scoliosis screening. But um, I think yeah. June is actually Scoliosis Awareness Month because that's when the kids start swimming, right? And you see them. Right. And, and that was when she was diagnosed. <laughs> right. Yeah. You start to see their backs. Kids in dance, you see their backs and stuff like that. So, well, cool. It, any last word? Well, that sounds bad. Last words. <laughs> Sorry, your last words, but any, any other advice you'd give? I think just try to think of the positive side. What I thought, like to think of is that after I got it, I could just tell people that I was all screwed up since I had screws on my back. That was <laughs> I like to think of that thing. She's all screwed up, literally. <laughs> she has 10 screws in a tether, and so she yep. likes to take it lightly. Right. Well, it sounds like you don't take it too seriously, which is great. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. I really appreciate you guys being on the podcast with me. I think I think this is going to be really helpful for, for other girls or boys that are going through the same same type of thing. So I appreciate it.
Yeah, we love, Zaley especially loves to help educate others and she's always kind of talked about doing her own YouTube channel for this kind of stuff. So any girls that want to reach out or anything, feel free to let them know of Zaley. She's a good resource if they need right. a friend or because it's something we're passionate about now and not a lot of people know. Well, when that YouTube channel goes live, I want you to send me a link and I'll put it with this podcast in the notes and then and then people can can find out more about you and, and what you're doing. So that's great. Thank you for being on this podcast and and good luck with the rest of growth. Don't finish it up too quick because we can get that curve go down a little more, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 